And the best new artist is me. Agriculture contributes about 33% of all the emissions of the world. And you just can't continue to both warm the planet while also expecting to feed it. What the fuck, man? And almost everything they've predicted for 30 plus years now is coming true, but the problem is it's coming true faster and bigger than was in fact predicted. Me no good, man. Why you fuck me? I fuck you bloody. If we do not, by humane means, limit our numbers, then numbers are going to be limited by more famines and shortages and consequent social conflict. And if we continue to exploit the underdeveloped countries, if we continue to pollute the seas uh, with a wide variety of compounds and so on, it's very difficult for me to picture things holding together for more than another decade or so. At a glance, this looks like your regular vanilla ice cream. But the dessert is the first of its kind in the world. Its flavoring is derived from plastic waste. Fine, you are fucking, you are fucking, you fucking, fucking, you bloody, you bloody, you bloody. What is your current gender? And does gay, lesbian, bisexual, straight, or something else represent your identity? The Census Bureau wants to know your answers next year. There's no way in the world you're an adult and you're getting butt hurt and you're crying softly in the doctor's office because somebody forget to call you something that's not even grammatically correct. Like, the pronoun is not grammatically correct. It's not English language. You cannot be a singular person, but yet you're calling yourself a plurality of persons. You cannot be a they. Fool, you're just one person. You cannot be a them. You're just one person. And how are you mad at other people who refuse to defy the English language? Shut up. You have a right to say what you want to saying whether it's good or bad. You have a right to wear what you want to wear, whether it's pretty or ugly. You have a right to go where you want to go regardless. You understand me? I may not like it, but I ain't got to buy So I think that queerness is everywhere in nature. You know, if we look at our oceans, every single clownfish possesses the ability to transition within their lifetime. <gasps> Nemo! And I want to tell you something, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen of all races, that don't take this thing lightly. And you just said, don't take it for granted, because your freedom of being in Japan, they're, they're trying to stop your freedom. See, this culture was built on freedom of speech. <laughs> and Paul just took my hand and he just pulled my fingers. And, and uh, John wasn't pulling as much as Paul. Yeah. Paul really pulled. And George was pulling, Rango was pulling. So I went to Hamburg, Germany with them, and they was making $50 per person. And it was me, uh, the Swingin' Blue Jeans, Casilla Black, the Rolling Stones. Uh, uh, they didn't have nowhere to stay, and they would stay asleep on the, on the floor at the time. And, uh, you know, Jimi Hendrix was my guitar player. He was 18 years old. Billy Preston was my organist. Oh, and uh, he was 14. James Brown was our vocalist. Chinese pandas will leave America. Fucking running like lady, eh? Uh, the ongoing tensions between Washington and Beijing, they will no longer be available after more than 50 years of spending time here in the U.S. The kids would check their phones over 100 times per day on average, some saying they struggled to put them down. And the winner is still me. <laughs> Teens are distracted by around 237 phone notifications per day. But when television is bad, nothing is worse. I invite each of you to sit down in front of your own television set when your station goes on the air. I can assure you that what you will observe is a vast wasteland. You will see a procession of game shows, formula comedies about totally unbelievable families, blood and thunder, mayhem, violence... Sadism, murder, Western bad men, Western good men, private eyes, gangsters, more violence and cartoons. 
and endlessly commercials, many screaming, cajoling, and offending, and most of all, boredom. Okay, have a nice day. Bye-bye. Poor fellow isn't sharp. He's weary and confused. He doesn't care about us. And he probably doesn't know what he's talking, 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 talking about. And you, you are puzzled. Welcome to I'm Sick of This Place. I'm your host, Chad Becker. And recently, Chick-fil-A moved in right by my parents. I uh, briefly talked about this before they were open. Now they are open in Thankfully, it's not that big of a deal in my parents' neighborhood as far as traffic going down their road. Now, the road that you would normally use to get on the highway is now congested as fuck. So, like, a road is permanently closed due to Chick-fil-A traffic. So it's not that big of a deal that now they have to do a slight deterior or not deterioration, a slight detour um, for me to get there and for them to go out and about. Now, it is the line is bigger than what it was for the Popeye's chicken sandwich. And believe me, I've had Chick-fil-A and I don't believe it is worth the wait. I am Sure, people are waiting upwards of 40 minutes to get a goddamn chicken sandwich. Now, a guy like me, I fucking hate lines. The only lines I will stand in are those that are for, um, what, what is, what's the best? Like, to go to the bank or credit union, you kind of got to stand in a line. For, for things like that, of importance... Things that you can't, like if I'm, if I want to ride a ride, I got to wait in a line for a sandwich. I cannot. I can choose not to wait 40 minutes. Now I'm sure in those cars, the long length of cars, there are obese adults beating obese children who won't shut up asking when can I get my nuggies. I am sure the Chick-fil-A line is full of fat people. The same fat ass, not even necessarily fat, but the same mentality of people that fought for toilet paper in the great toilet paper crisis of, what, 2019? Um, the line is so, there is, my. I asked them, my, uh, my mom or my dad or my sister, to take video of the line just because I don't want to, I'm not going out of my way to look at it. But thankfully, because the road you would normally take to get to their house is now more or less, once again, um, closed due to traffic, they have to go around. And uh, it was, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the video and I'm going to try to count the number of cars Right off the bat, I want to say like 40 cars just because of the way that they are. So one, two, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, motorcycle, twenty-one. And there's like 
people that are also like stopped and it, it, it the, 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 the video is bizarre because there's ever all these people in the far right lane to eventually turn into Chick-fil-A. And then there's people in the, the lane right next to it stopped trying to cut in and merge, um, being those types of assholes. And then for some reason there are also like doors open and cars facing one another. So I don't know what the fuck was going on, if something happened or was in the process of happening. But yes, there's 21 cars that I could see waiting in line. And that's not counting what's already in the parking lot. And by God, I would not wait in line. The mentality of these people that have, that will wait in line for a chicken sandwich are probably the ones that get pissed off waiting in line for the grocery store for an old lady to count out her pennies or whatever to find that fucking coupon. I don't understand why anyone would do that to themselves. To me, it is a weird sort of punishment. Now, I guess you could be like, it's a punishment reward system. Like you're training a rat. Like if you fucking wait, then you're going to get your fucking treat. So I guess in a sense, it is a good test of patience, but I would like to know if these people are truly that patient. I want to know if they are meditating in line, waiting for their chicken sandwiches. I want to know if they truly in their heart think the sandwich is worth the wait. I don't Go to fast food. Now you might say chicken Chick-fil-A is more like fast casual. It's more up more up uppity. I'm I'm going let's let's see the nutrition facts on a Chick-fil-A sandwich. The nutrition on a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Here we go. Um 420 calories, 18 grams of fat, 41 grams of carbs, 29 grams of protein. Show full nutrition and allergens. Um, get out of here with your cookies. So, of course, there's sugar. There's fucking 1,500 grams of sodium. Um, so, yeah, they're not really healthy. If you ask me, um, if you Google Chick-fil-A, for some reason on point nutrition says as a lean meat protein, Chick-fil-A nutrition profile can offer a great choice for a healthy meal. Um, yeah, I guess, but uh, I wouldn't. Here we go. This is better. Eat this. If you eat a lot of Chick-fil-A, you can experience a weight gain. This is because the oil used to fry the chicken and fries is just as high in saturated fat as any other restaurant. Beautiful. I don't know. Is food from Chick-fil-A considered healthy? Yes, Chick-fil-A is considered one of the healthier fast. Yeah, it's about as healthy as you can get. Um... You know, the time you would spend waiting in line, it would be best suited at home cooking something more nutritious. Okay. No, okay. Here is me. 
here's my thought process. I, w- I was going to say any meal cooked at home is going to be healthier than any meal um, you pick up like that. I would uh, say m- probably unless you're doing boxed stuff that's brightly colored that captures your eyes. I'm just saying, if you make a burger at home, if you make a chicken, just if you make a goddamn chicken breast and uh, just cook at home, folks, it's cheaper. I guess not. I don't know. There's that whole debate that fast food and shit is is cheaper than getting in the stores. But then it's like, yeah, is it really food? Do we have to go down this wormhole of how it's like scraping bones for material and then injecting like food coloring i don't understand why anyone would wait that long for a chicken sandwich some morbidly obese mom or dad beating the shit out of their more well i guess not today people are so engulfed in their phones they are probably watching mukbangs of chicken of chick-fil-a going this is what we're doing tonight we're watching uh, The Office again, and we're doing a Chick-fil-A mukbang because, God damn it, if I'm waiting 40 minutes, I'm going to get, you know, four times as much. We are going to have Chick-fil-A for a few days because I'm getting more hungrier, and God damn it, those chicken sandwiches are so good. Anyways, um, I watched a little, little Richard documentary it's a Little Richard, I Am Everything, and I wasn't sure. I just went off the trailer alone, and by looking at the trailer, I'm like, okay, yeah, it talks about him being gay and whatever, obviously. But it was more about him being gay and queer than it was about the music. I would say it was 50% about gay... I'll say 40% about gay queerness... 30% of the music, and then, like, I guess the other percentage, his battle with Christianity and stuff, because he was a devout Christian, and, and like, his, his uh, upbringing. You really don't get a lot. You really don't. I would have loved for them to talk about how he had James Brown as a vocalist, how the Beatles adored him when he went to England how the Rolling Stones opened for him, how he had Jimi Hendrix in his band as a guitarist. I want to know what happened to Jimi Hendrix and why he got kicked out of the band. And by that, I mean, I I looked it up and it was because he was late all the time. He would outdo, outshine him. He was always talking to the women. So, of course, he can't have that. Um. But that's that's what would, would interesting me would be more about the music. And of course, you got to give him props for being gay and whatever. But to put that as a centerpiece, if it would be like it would be the same as if you did an Elton John documentary and just talked about how gay he was or um, it, it's like, yeah. But can we talk about the music? Is his identity and what he did solely based on his sexuality and gender identity? I guess so. Because they were like, 
nobody wants to talk about how rock and roll was made by a queer gay black man. And it's like, okay, sure. Yeah. Let's say that. But can we talk about the fucking music? Can we talk about his upbringing? You can for me, I would say watch interviews and uh, I guess there was a biopic made about him. So I need to watch that because the documentary is great in the sense of if you want to just watch a documentary that tells you a little bit about his music, but mostly his battle against being gay and Christian at the same time, that's a documentary for you and how it's just full of gay people, queer people telling you how gay and queer they are and how gay and queer little Richard is. Go ahead, watch it. But to me, it was disappointing, and I'll still give it a 7 out of 10 because Little Richard's a goddamn man. And another thing, fucking Indian movies rule. I went and seen Jawan. It was just me, my sister, and like five Indians. And man, am I getting into Indian cinema. SRK is a fucking man. And Jawan was about... um, The thing is, it tackles a lot of things that reflect America. It tackles uh, not treating farmers right. It tackles uh, poor areas of the country, of, the, of, of our nation, not having adequate hospitals. It talks about sort of the military-industrial complex, but in, the, in, their, in, their, in that movie, it's talking about a weapons manufacturer. It talks about the, uh, the treatment of... Um, not of our military, of our veterans, well, their veterans. It has a lot of messages, and it talks about, like, voter fraud, but more like, listen, you vote, you need to ask these people what you want from them. Because obviously, you're just voting to vote, and they're doing whatever they want. It, it, it's like a, it, it, this is like a twist on Robin Hood too. And it, and it has a great uh, prison reform where instead of uh, having these in it and it's female prisoners and uh, instead of just having them make fucking whatever the f- so instead of having them do uh, slave labor for license plates or whatever, you know, you always see that in movies and whatever where they're stamping the license. They have these women making clothes for people there. They have them doing things that both boost them up and boost society up. It's a, it's a great movie. It's it, it to me it was a long movie that went by quick. Um it even had a midget, a classic midget where they kind of just ee ooh ah like kind of a mini me which was great. How many times do you see a midget just fucking and around you really don't and i think that's what stands out a lot to me is that um yes it's preaching in the sense but it's not like you if this movie was made in america it would be it'd be more preaching um from the left whereas this i mean i'm not uh-huh. I'm not fully engulfed in Indian culture. I don't really know. I'm sure they they have some sort of left right thing. It it is it's very patriotic. 
it's not nationalistic. It's not, it doesn't have, um, it has love for the people of India, not necessarily, uh, and the nation in a sense, but not necessarily the people in control. Now, if you made that movie in America, um, I, I don't even think you could make it patriotic if you're even coming from the left because um, if you're if you're tackling these issues because then you would still have to point fingers at um, people that are Republicans and by people I just mean regular people I, I mean people that you bump into the store with and you don't know who they support and you fucking talk about Honey Nut Cheerios but you can't make that movie because Movies have to be so polarizing and or they're preachy in one direction. And yes, this movie preached, but it but it tackled true issues. It tackled real, tangible, hard-hitting issues. If you have this movie, um, instead of farmers, like like um, the most. The best movie I can pinpoint it to in the sense that of, of the preachingness and um, would be Don't Look Up. And that movie's garbage. It's about climate change, obviously, but it, and it's so garbage. Um, anyone that really likes that movie and if, if you find that movie funny, I watched it. I don't and I'm just going based off memory alone. It was horrible. And if you and if you laughed at it somehow. Like, I remember it coming out, and this movie needs to be watched by everyone. And it's like, are you just saying that to help prop, propagate, prop you up? Oh, fucking magical celebrities. Here's one for you. Um, Rihanna had a goddamn toe ring that's worth a million dollars. And I seen on Facebook, be like, yeah, three re my queen. Yeah, three re my queen. I want to know if the children that are in the mines go to bed happy that Rihanna has a million dollar diamond in between her toes. I, I wonder if, if the children that mines are happy, like, do they, do they have posters of like propaganda posters? And it's like Rihanna and whoever else. And it's like, uh, in the Simpsons where, <laughs> where it says do it for her and it's Maggie and it's like, do it for her and it's Rihanna. And, and they're like, yes, my queen Riri has her toe now. It, it, it It's quite sickening to me that people idolize or don't under, understand the actual impact these people have where it's like, yeah, Taylor Swift fucking... Anywhere she comes boosts the economy. But at the end of the day, what does she what is she about? Is she truly like people want to talk about eat the rich when it's talking about politicians and Elon Musk, but but when it's your fucking Rihanna's, your Taylor Swift's, your Beyonce's, your fucking uh uh um LeBron James who's fucking speaking Mandarin and it's like, yeah. Whip those kids, sew those shoes. It's like, really, folks? Really? It's like, yes, I go to bed every night and I pray to God that Beyonce's 
is able to wake up another day and have an, another $100 million in her account because that makes me feel good about myself. She, she sings songs that make put a smile on my face, and I go, I don't care that there are people in the streets right now that are, be, be, because they're doing heroin, I think that they are lesser. And quite frankly, um, it would be fine if we did a blood ritual and sacrifice those people in the name of Beyonce because she is my Nubian queen. And I do believe she brings more of a impact on society than 10,000 grandmothers that aren't racist. 10,000 grandmothers that are loving. 10,000 grandmothers that their children visit them, their grandchildren. And if they have great-grandchildren, they love them too. They don't care that their skin is translucent. They don't care that their house smells. They don't care that they get treats that are Tootsie Rolls and, and, and raisins and whatever else. Those little honey things. Those Werther's Originals. I would gladly kill 10,000 grandmothers so Beyonce could live for 10,000 more days and make $10 million each more of those days. But enough of that. How about how I am slightly... I'm like restaurant racist, if that makes sense. If I go into a Mexican restaurant and I don't see... Mexicans working in the kitchen, I leave. I don't want a dude named Kyle making my goddamn Los Frejos or whatever the fuck. I don't want a dude named, named Tyler refrying my beans two times. I don't want to go to an Indian restaurant and see a bunch of Native Americans working there. Because that's not the Indian food I want to eat. I don't want... See see what I mean? Like, doesn't that make sense that you want the nationality of said restaurant to be cooking your food? Like, I'm sure, yeah, um, Bobby Flay, Gordon Ramsay can cook some fucking Jamaican food really well. But wouldn't you think it would be better if it was from somebody from Jamaica? I don't know. That's me. So I have an issue with restaurants. I have an issue with burger places because I've never been to a burger place. And by that, I mean any restaurant that predominantly serves burgers. Uh, I can't think of the this one place that I went like last month that was awful. They forgot my aunt's food, and then when it arrived, it was burnt because they rushed it. Some chicken sandwich. God, these cats are just knocking shit down. I've never gone to a burger place and thought to myself, that was worth it. I always... be, And, and they're like... Oh, they're creeping up to $20, and that is ridiculous. 
you can get, you can buy, you know, a couple pounds of burgers for $20 now. I mean, uh, yeah, you can probably get three pounds of burger for 20 bucks. Whereas in, if you're getting one burger there for 20 bucks, it's going to be maybe six ounces. If you're lucky, it's not going to be great. And it's, and it's, it's, I, I, I find most restaurants, unless you're going to an ethnic place, not worth it. American food, not worth it. Now I, we, I, my sister and I dropped like a hundred bucks, not bragging or anything on sushi and Asian food. That is something that I can't make at home. Hence why I think it is more valuable to go out. I can make a burger at home. I can't make sushi. I can try and learn, but I'm sure it'll not turn out good. I found out I really don't care for um, like shawarma. What type of what type of uh, uh, ethnic food? I can't even spell that shawarma. Like who makes that? Shawarma is in a Middle Eastern dish. Okay, I knew it was Middle Eastern. It is popular in greater Middle East, including Syria, Palestine, Egypt, Israel, Kuwait. So, like, that's... I've, I've never really had that stuff that's blown me away. Maybe I've just never had it good, but it's never blown me away. So, yeah. So maybe I need to find a, 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 a white people cook that. Maybe maybe that's what I need. Maybe that'll be my reversed uh, racist um, restaurant when I find a bunch of white dudes cooking Middle Eastern food that I like. And it's not the spice. I mean, it is the spices. It's not like that spicy. It tastes like dirty to me. Like we tried a couple different things when I went out. Uh, no, there's like some weird, nasty, like pickled thing in there that I couldn't fuck with. It, it was just very ass acidic, vinegary. I think it's time for a guided meditation. I want you to take a deep breath in and relax. First, I want you to start by taking off all your clothes weapon accessories take off the knife you have attached to your ankle like crocodile dundee once you are completely naked i want you to take a deep breath in and think of all the debt you've occurred think of it piling up almost reaching the heavens above. And as you take a deep breath out, I want you to blow it all away. Blowing it all away. And for a moment, I want you to think about the person that cut you off, honked their horn, and then flipped you off. I want you to breathe that anger they shared that they had for you in and I want you to breathe it out as though 
they fell into the ravine or whatever it's called that's in between the two highways going east and west or north and south. Whatever that little division of grass that sort of slopes down. I want you to breathe in them flipping you off, honking their horn, and then crashing into the dividing ditch of the highway. Breathe that in. Isn't it lovely? I want you to breathe in the simple fact that somewhere there is a morbidly obese woman beating her fat kid over eating one too many goldfish crackers. Yes. A lovely sight to see in Walmart. Next, I want you to let it all go. I want you to let it go that for some reason you get threatening letters in your little lunch pail every day. And you don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what coworker is sliding not stealing your food, but slipping ominous, threatening letters into your lunchbox next to your sandwich. And you go to therapy, and you tell your therapist about it. And then you come to realization that it's you doing it, and you hate yourself. And for some reason, you went to a hypnotist, and they told you, they hypnotized you, put you under to write notes and slipping it into your lunch to call you fat ass and threaten to strangle you but because of your thick triple rolled neck it's not as easy as it would be so they just threaten you in other ways like sometimes they put, or I should say you put, a hot jalapeno pepper hidden among the pickles in your sandwich, and it, and it gives you heartburn, and you cannot withstand the heat. Breathe that out, or in, or whatever. Just, just take that in. Take in the ominous notes you've been leaving in your lunchbox. Take in the whole mystery and the realization that has happened. Next, I want to have you breathe in a scenario that gets, you know, everyone a little happy. Breathe in a happy scenario of somebody getting what they deserve. Breathe in. Here's a scenario for you. I want you to take in deep breath in and think of your local Best Buy. Inside, there is somebody right now screaming at a customer about how they bought the wrong charging cord and it's now their problem or the, the employee's problem. Breathe that in. Breathe in the beratement that is being taken by the employee. Breathe it in, and then I want you to watch the customer walk out to be hit by a car. Yes. Breathe it out. 
breathe out the, the, the person getting struck, not violently, but enough that it kind of displaces a hip, and now they gotta kind of walk with a kink. Breathe in a kinked up walk. Yes, somebody got what they deserve, and now you're smiling, laughing, and happy. Next, I want you to breathe in and think about having an alien hand. An alien hand is not probably what you first think of as if it is like a gray alien, but the medical terminology of when your hand is uncontrollable, as if it is being controlled by an alien or an entity. Yes, that is a thing that can happen. Your hand can turn on to you sort of like the thing or whatever it is or the it. What is it from the Adams family, the little hand? Imagine that. Or an evil dead when when like Ash's hand attacks him. Imagine having an alien hand that is uncontrollable. Imagine having an alien Im- imagine this. Breathe that out, and now breathe this in. Imagine blaming things on your alien hand. Why did you not bring up that bag of potatoes? They'll say, and you go, well, I have an alien hand. And when they question you, you can tell them to Google it. And by that, you will be slapping their phone out of their hand and saying how they don't like people with disabilities. They don't understand people with an alien hand. They don't understand what it's like to live in a world where your hand is your worst enemy. They don't know what it's like to wake up with your hand strangling you, not in a sexual way. You're not choking yourself while choking your chicken it is pure choking of uh asphyxiation but not asexual you know what i'm trying to say i have one eighth of an extra chromosome and all that eighth is in my tongue i have a tongue breathe in blaming something that you have on having an eighth of an extra chromosome. I had to go to speech therapy. Maybe you are, you have some sort of a weird walk that people often made fun of you for. You have almost like a limp, a pimp walk. And now you can blame it on having one eighth of an extra chromosome that went into your leg. And now that leg allows you to walk in sort of a style and grace that is so unique others will either compliment complain or attack you breathe that out and as you breathe that out think of being attacked violently as you try to limp gimp pimp walk away because in the next 10 years America will turn into a wasteland, and that wasteland will be ruled by warlords, 
Think of a warlord that will be taken over your city, your town. A roid raged up cowboy's fan, or maybe a roid raged up whatever else sports team. I'm not that into sports, but maybe you are. And as you are being tied down to a Jeep Wrangler, on the front of the hood like Mad Max. Your fat man tits flapping in the breeze as they hit you in the face and you just want your alien hand to help you get loose. You want to roll under the tires for a sweet release of death because you know the warlord that is driving the Jeep loves to hear you squeal like the fat pig you are and when it's time to stop it's time for them to start and they enter quick and painful in any orifice the warlord and the banditos imagine this getting gang banged by a ravenous group of thugs in America in the next 10 years. Or you can live in a small five-minute city ruled by some tech giant or some Chinese billionaire that has bought up all the land. So you will be either ruled under an iron fist like a panopticon. Imagine this. Breathe everything out. And breathe in the panopticon that is slowly happening. And if you don't know what that is, imagine a jail cell, a jailhouse. And every single cell is facing a giant tower. Now, you don't know if they're watching you. But if they are, they're watching every move. And that is the psychological torment that is happening now. They, you might not know they are watching you, but the fact that you cannot hide is what curves your sort of, um, you know, your, your not personality, but it's a sort of self-censorship. Breathe that in. Breathe in the surveillance capital state of America and how it forms you into a better person for them to control, for them to manipulate. Breathe that out. Breathe out all your personality. Breathe out who you are and take in that culture that is I love Rihanna's million dollar pinky toe and Taylor Swift is the most important white woman in the music industry.